What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode, what is this? I mean, episode five, five of the Story Worth Sharing podcast. And I just spilled the beans because Emmy, co-host Emmy yeah, Rodriguez, how's it going? It's going good. Do you want to know what I read this week that kind of grossed me out? Um, sure. <laughs> That's like when somebody smells something disgusting and they're okay. like, oh, this is nasty. Smell it. Like why? I, I, I do do that. But you just said you I do. think, okay, be mature, Chris. <laughs> I, I think this is old news, but there was this thing going around that was even a trend of people would take ice cream out of the freezer. Okay. Open it. Yeah. Lick it and put yes. it back. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know this was a thing. How did How you miss that? How much ice cream have I been buying from when that happened like last summer or something until yeah. now? That Yeah, I, so people got arrested for it. I I am in shock. Yeah. And I, it started at a Walmart in Texas. Yes, it did. So I'm I, really I think it was a lady. I think it was a lady who started it and then um, pretty quickly after that, it, I don't know why that of all things why? went viral. <laughs> but yeah, like four or five people did it across the country, at least that I know about, maybe a lot more people did it than that. I'm not sure. Isn't that like food tampering? Like, yes. You like yeah. Like they like, finally authorities were like, y'all don't, this is a big deal. Do not do this. Oh, and gosh. and people were pulling ice cream off the shelves and not selling it. And, anyway, now I don't yeah. know if I want to, I just think I've lost a little trust in, in humanity. <laughs> well, Walmart for one. And two, just, yeah. People. In I need you to put a lock on the ice cream container people like have. freezer and so when i want ice cream you can come unlock the door but until then no one's <laughs> allowed in there yeah I'm yeah sorry. absolutely anyway. awesome well um speaking of not trusting people ouch i don't, I don't know where i was going with that i just <laughs> looking for a good segue that's really harsh <laughs> no uh actually speaking of trustworthy people today on the podcast we have honestly i mean emmy you're one of my favorite people but another one of my favorite people that i don't get to see often enough um, but a friend and a just an all-around good person, Kate. Kate is with us on the podcast today. Kate, how is it going? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, so people instantly can tell you're not sitting here in the studio <laughs> with us. So tell us, where yeah. are you? I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee at the University of Tennessee. I'm in my exercising house. self-control to not... Like hiss or boo or whatever. No, we love SEC rival. Okay, well, I could say the same for you, Chris. So that's true. Goes both that's ways. True. Yeah, that's fair. You did agree to come on the podcast. You're being nice, and but I did just call you one of my favorite people. That's got to count for something. I'm very honored. I would have to agree that I do not see you as much as I would like, but um, I love catching up with you, and very honored to call you friend. So thank you for asking me to be on here. Absolutely. So the, really the point of this podcast and what Emmy and I are hoping to accomplish is is to take some time to share people's stories. And, and I'm mm -hmm. going to guess that most of the people that are listening to this probably have never met you before. I have no idea who you are, which I love because mm -hmm. it gives us an opportunity to just unpack a little bit of your story and, and how you've gotten to where you are and things you've learned along the way. But our ultimate goal is that people that are listening to this conversation will begin to discover that they too have a story that has value. And then it's not just us like making it big or someone discovering us. And now all of a sudden our story is worth something, but just the mm -hmm. fact that we're breathing and we're walking around and we're interacting with people, we have something to offer. We have worth and we have a story that's worth sharing. So mm -hmm. thank you for I choosing to be on the podcast with me and Emmy 
And uh, I guess, so you're in Knoxville, you're going to the University of Tennessee, but before you got there, let's just talk a little bit about um, some of maybe the moments, if you were to look back on how in the world a Texas girl, born and raised, love you some Texas, love the Texas Longhorns, <laughs> I've decided not to hold that against you, but how mm-hmm. in the world did you end up in Knoxville? What were some of the moments that just have helped shape who you are? That's a good question because I get that question all the time being in Tennessee, especially going, I'm in a story, so going through recruitment, I got that question all the time. And anytime anyone hears that I'm from Texas, they always ask me that. And so I feel like I have a pretty good, like, basic, like, here's my textbook answer. But it goes back to I have an amazing family, and I love Texas, like you said. I love Texas. I love the Longhorns. But I just knew that I wanted to go somewhere different for college. I knew that I wanted to branch out because I knew it would be hard for me to leave the comfort of the same school that I went to my whole life, my family that all lives in the same place. And I just knew I wanted to try something different. So I just applied to some random schools, didn't even really look into it, which was not the smartest idea. But (laughs) um, I only got into Tennessee, which I'm not ashamed to say because it was definitely the Lord placing me here. So I only got into Tennessee and I came here and visited with my parents and I absolutely loved it. It's as close to Texas as you could get actually it's so similar and I love it here but yeah I just knew that I wanted to branch out because I know I want to move back to Texas one day unless the Lord calls me somewhere else I just know that I want to move back there and so I was always like I don't want to be in Texas my whole life I want to try something new so yeah I actually love that because it you recognized that yeah Texas is great and it's familiar and it's comfortable but you wanted to broaden your horizons and see what else was out mm-hmm. there and, and gain some kind of other experience. So I think that's really cool. So you said you had kind of that was your like textbook answer. So beyond that, what are some other moments when you look back and you're like, man, this was a this was kind of a defining moment for me in faith, in relationships, family dynamic, who you want to be, mm-hmm. those types of things. Speaking of Tennessee and Texas, I actually almost transferred back to Texas last year. That was a big point in my life. What I think is really cool, this kind of sidetracked really fast, about your podcast is about how you are trying to point out, hey, you don't have to have like a huge, like be discovered or something for your story to matter. And I feel like that was important for me to realize Mm. because I always thought that I never had like some huge traumatic event happen in my life or I never like thought that my story was like really worth telling because I was kind of like a, like I grew up in a Christian home and blah, blah, blah. And like, so I never really felt like telling my story, but I feel like recently I've realized that it is important to tell your story, no matter what you think about it, because it's important to those around you. Yeah. And so last semester I almost transferred back to Texas because I felt like the Lord was calling me there. It wasn't because I was homesick. wasn't because me hating Tennessee. I love Tennessee actually. And but I got a lot of I got a lot of mixed reactions from it. I got a lot of people telling me that I was just homesick because I was a freshman and but I've never like really felt like the Lord had put something on my heart before. Um, and I won't go into it a lot because it, I could talk about it all day about how <laughs> I just like really felt called to apply to Texas when my whole life I had never once wanted to go to the University of Texas. That had never been something I wanted and I just called my mom and I was like, Mom, I really think I 
like and being called to transfer to Texas and the long story short through me having to be patient and finding out if I got into Texas and all this stuff, I learned so much about myself and my story and who I am and my relationship with the Lord and my relationship with my parents, my relationship with my friends back home and my relationship with my friends here that I had just formed. It had just taught me so much. And because I was going to transfer, I didn't have anywhere to live. And I actually did get into Texas, but I decided to stay. And so I didn't have anywhere to live. And I got placed in this house with these seven girls that I'm in right now. Seven and girls? Seven girls, yeah. That sounds terrible. Oh, no. It's amazing. I was super nervous. I didn't know a single one of them. It was a friend of a friend called. And let me tell you, like, if I didn't go through, like, that season of waiting and that season of patience and not understanding why I felt like I was supposed to go to Texas and I would not be in this house and the girls in this house have had the biggest impact on my life. And I've only known them for however long I've been living here, less than a year. I have like looked back and seen how much the Lord has taught me through that. And I'd say like the biggest circumstance in my life or event would be me deciding to apply to the University of Texas because that caused all these events to happen. Yeah. And like the thing is, is when you hear about me applying to Texas, you assume that I applied because I was homesick or that I didn't like Tennessee, but it was literally just the Lord doing all these events in my life that I didn't notice at the time. Mm -hmm. And he's taught me so much through that. And so it's weird whenever you hear like, oh, what's the biggest moment you've had in your life so far? And you think applying to Texas, because that goes back to me saying, like, I don't feel like my story sounds super big and huge, but it has a lot of like little moments that I feel like could impact other people which I never thought about until like, honestly, like you really showed me that when I told you that part of my story, like last year in Egypt, I kind of just rambled a lot, but no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, It's really good. That's awesome. Because I think it's so, you know, yes, we've talked about some of these details before, but how amazing that you are responding to the call of God. You're responding in obedience because you feel like God is calling you to apply to Texas. And all along, the plan was never for you to go to Texas, but it took that step of faith. It took Mm -hmm. you being obedient and walking through that for this chain reaction of other things to happen. And I know that it's easier Mm -hmm. to sit here now and and to pull that thread and see how all these things work together. But the fact that you can sit here now and know Mm -hmm. that it was God's faithfulness and that it was him orchestrating and moving things around to get you to where you needed to be to learn more about who you are and that you, Mm -hmm. you point to those things and say that that has shaped. I, I just, I honestly, I think that's beautiful. I think it's amazing that you recognize how, getting to where you are was greatly impacted because of a decision to trust and be obedient to what God was calling you to do. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think that's such a thing though. Like so many students or people are just going through now that decision of, do I go back to like for you, go back to Texas? Do I stay here? Like that is something that to you in that moment may have been like so simple. This isn't a big thing, but so many people are just struggling with, is this the right decision? Is this the calling? And the fact Mm -hmm. that you can share your faith in that moment and being like, I see this as a God thing now. And it's Mm -hmm. just so cool to look back and it is pretty incredible. Weirds me out to think like if I wouldn't have applied to Texas because I was happy where I was, 
and like think about all these different things that wouldn't have happened. Just so cool to like see how the Lord can use it. And just like what he's taught me through that has been really, really cool. Okay, you talked a little bit about, um, and I, I have a feeling we're going to come back to this decision to apply mm-hmm. to Texas because I want to ask you another question about that in a minute. But you talked about some of these, maybe all, the seven girls and how they mm-hmm. have had such a huge impact that they're all older than you and that God has been so faithful in, in building these relationships in your life. Like, who have been some of those people? So maybe it's it's those seven girls, maybe it's some other people along the way who have been some of those people that mm-hmm. um, have had such an impact or have spoken into your life in a meaningful way? First of all, my I have some really great grandparents who literally know people all over the world. They have, I always say, like, sounds kind of morbid but at their funeral there's probably going to be like over a thousand people like coming and telling the stories about how they changed their life they have just showed me what living a life like Jesus has been like and they encourage me and to this day I've been really blessed to have them in my life and then actually when I made the decision to not like the whole Texas decision when I was just really struggling with that uh, Christy Green she's just my mom's friend who became my friend like my second mom she like really helped me talk through some stuff and has always just spoken truth into me and just kind of helped me realize that like what the Lord was doing in my life and would help me like talk my feelings out and that kind of stuff and then definitely these girls that I live with now one particular one I can think about her name's Cameron Scott she is a senior now and so so sad she'll be leaving me next year but that is just one relationship that I really see the Lord's hand in she got me an internship whenever I changed my major and I was super upset about not knowing what to do. She <laughs> introduced me to this um, doctor who actually has been, I have some really bad health problems and actually I've been, I'm in the process of healing because of this doctor that she introduced me to, which literally is incredible. I never thought that I would be healed from yeah. this and like literally I could, start crying telling you about that and that would never happen if I would never have met her if I didn't live in this house and if I didn't apply Texas I wouldn't have lived in this house and she brought me to this new church that I am super involved in which I honestly I've never been involved in a church before I don't know really why I just never have and that's been a really great community to have outside of my campus and I just that every time I talk to her I just can see the Lord's hand on our conversation so that especially and I mean I could go on and on about the girls in this house and the friendships that I have at Tennessee but that's just one example that's awesome I love it and and it's so funny because it seems like most of what you just said centered around that once again that decision of Mm -hmm. being obedient and applying to Texas what was it and you don't you don't have to unpack all of it but what was it like to I'm just imagining being in this moment and you, and you said it, you said you really felt like the Lord was calling you to apply to Texas. So you're Mm -hmm. obedient in that. And now this moment of decision comes, you get accepted and you felt like God was calling you to apply. And for you then to make the decision to not step through that door, that's now open, like Mm -hmm. just in any capacity, walk me through that. What did that look like for you? in choosing to stay and knowing that you were being obedient to what God wanted in that moment? I, Christy Green is actually one of the women I just told you about, one of the people who I have very providential relationship in my life. I was on spring break, actually, and she was there. 
And I was just so confused about what I was supposed to do. I was like, I love Tennessee. I really felt like the Lord was calling me out of Texas. And now I applied to Texas. I feel blah, blah, blah. Like just telling her everything. But I was, when I was telling her how confused I was, I was telling her all that I've learned. Like I've been telling y'all, she pointed that out to me. She was like, Kate, like, I don't want to like make a decision for you or put words in your mouth, but like, I just want to tell you what I've been listening to you. And like, I've been listening to you tell me like how much the Lord has taught you through this. And like, you've been really struggling and like, you are confused, but like, I really like all I have heard you say is how much stronger your relationship with the Lord is, how much more confident you are in him and everything that you've seen since you applied and since you decided to do this and start going through this. And I mean, ever since she told me that I was, I saw like things in a completely different way because before that I, I kind of was giving God an ultimatum. I was like, okay, God, if I get into Texas, I'll go. Mm. If I don't, I'll stay. Like, there you go. Uh, like I applied to Texas. I did what I thought you were calling me to do Yeah. Okay, here. I don't want to make the decision myself. Like I'm giving it to you. And he was like, I don't really feel like that's how the Lord calls us to be. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah. you know that. And I was like, uh, you're right, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to make a decision. Like I love Tennessee and I love Texas, but like, I literally do not know what to do. And she was, so she just kind of like put that out there for me. And I prayed about it so much. And actually what made my decision was I was sitting in my crappy college dorm room and my roommate had left. She's one of my best friends and she had helped me talk about it a lot, but I was in my room by myself about to take my last final and I was silent. There was, I was praying, still upset about it. Still hadn't found enough. I got into Tennessee and I mean, Texas and I was just praying and I was like bawling my eyes out and I was like, God, I do not know what you want me to do. And I do not have a lot of moments like this. I feel like there are some people who do, but I just don't. And I just, in that moment, I like said out loud, I'm going to stay here. And I don't know why. I just like felt like I can't really explain it. I feel like that's kind of like the beauty of it. So I called my mom and I told her I decided to stay in Tennessee no matter what. She didn't get it. (laughs) But my mom was the greatest through this whole thing. She supported me. I got her hopes up about going to Texas sure. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. took them away and, but she supported me and I think that was a big thing but so it was May and I decided to stay and then my friend called me an hour later and told me he goes hey I know you haven't decided if you're staying here or not but I have a house if you want to live in it and that was this house my mom drove up the next day we came and we looked at the house and we signed the lease wow then I found out a month later that I got in and I feel like that was just kind of like the Lord showing me that it's not an ultimatum mm-hmm. it's not he's deciding it's the lord like giving me the freedom to say no to texas because of the walk that i had been on and just to have the freedom to get to say no to texas even though i got in was really cool because i got to have the peace of staying here because i wanted to and because i feel like the lord also wanted me to be here yeah. and this is where he had planted me and so i mean it's just so much had happened and I had learned so much and the Lord is so faithful and like gave me so much peace with it. But I mean, that's what happened. So it was so really good. Cool. It's so good. So yeah. you are, you're, you've made the decision staying in Tennessee and you're kind of walking yeah. out a new reality. You have these new roommates that you are, you know, you didn't know going into this, you're building a relationship with them. What are some things in, in the season you're in now? 
so that's that stuff is kind of behind you. You're you're firmly mm-hmm. planted where you are, and you were obedient, and God's been faithful. What are some things that you're learning now about who you are, um, about like who God is, just in the season you're mm-hmm. in right now after walking through all of that? I would definitely agree that I'm firmly planted here, and that season is behind me. I've definitely learned um, to have patience in His plan and who He says He is, and his promises. Patience is something I do not have in any aspect of my life. <laughs> not just with the Lord, but um, you can ask Grace. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend, she gets on me all the time. I don't have patience, but I have seen that uh, when you are patient, like so much comes from it. And you can look back and you can see all the work the Lord has done. And I believe that he fulfills his promises and his promises are true. And he may not answer things right away, but patience is just, I wake up every morning and I pray for patience. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that when I do that and the more patience I have, the, I don't know, I just see so much fruit come from that. I mean, I have to pray for it every day. It's not just something that I get. It's, I literally have to, I mean, it's hard, but that is something that, I have seen a lot of, I've seen a lot come from, so that's awesome. I, that's, I'd pick me out. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I was going to ask like, how, how do you practically do that? And I love that you said it's something that I have to pray for every day. It's not something that just mm-hmm. happens on its own. How do you remind yourself of that? Because I don't know about you, Emmy, but I'm not super patient either. <laughs> It's one of those hard topics. Yeah. <laughs> you have to practice it every day. Not it, you. Specifically, no, yeah, but anyone, me, like, anyone. Yeah. And then, I, and then to hear Kate say like that she prays for it. I'm like, that's a dangerous prayer. Yeah. It's like, uh, just, I, I, I don't know that I want to pray. God help me be patient because yeah, he's just going to dump all this stuff in my yeah, life yeah. and be like, well, let's practice that today. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a dangerous prayer. But how do you practically remind yourself of God's goodness and his faithfulness in your struggle to be patient? I mean, there are days when I am pretty upset with God, uh, but I... <laughs> I appreciate I mean, that. This, yeah. And what, something I love about my roommates is they are all super, they're super amazing believers, but they're also not afraid to just like talk out their faith. And they go to the same church that I've been going to. And my pastor really encourages you to write down some prayers and keep them by your bed. And so I have like a patient prayer that I've written down for myself and like a couple other prayers and I wake up and I try sometimes I forget but I try to read like my patience prayer every morning like it's super basic it just basically says like Lord give me patience for today and give me patience for your promises and I try to do that uh, every morning just because it really helps me start my day and I feel like it's really great to have a like a routine where you like make yourself pray that has helped me a lot that like no matter what you're going through like not just when I'm struggling not just like when life is hard to pray so like wake up every day no matter what my circumstances and pray so that's been a challenge that I've been trying to do for myself I love that you have a plan like you there's like real practice like it's it's a specific it's almost like not a to-do list in a bad way but it's like I know that if I will do these things, it's going to add value to this area. If I know that if I mm-hmm. go to the gym, I'm going to be 
in better shape. Yeah. I know that if I eat better, it's going to be better for my health. I know that if I pray and I make time for that, I dedicate myself to that, it's going to bring peace and patience in my life. And so it's mm -hmm. these disciplines that we put in to help get the outcome that we're looking for. I, I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I really love that you're like writing it out because I'm a firm believer in that if there's something you're hoping for, believing for, striving to make a habit that you write it out, you speak it out and you speak it over your life. And so, cause sooner, sooner or later it's going to become part of who you are. And so I think that's really mm -hmm. an awesome practice for just anyone out there who's trying to have more patience or have whatever, more time management, something like that, that it is something that you are intentional about planning out for yourself. So that's really cool. Yeah. And I, I mean, I definitely have, this is a new practice for me, but my pastor just like said that finding new ways to pray, like by writing them down or writing down like a patience prayer or a protection prayer or whatever, um, or even like our church will like give you prayers. You don't have to write them down yourself can like help you find like deeper purpose and connection to the Lord through like your prayer time instead of just like not knowing really what to pray. And that's something I kind of always struggled with too, was not really knowing what to pray. So that's been kind of like a new um, thing I've been trying to do, work on my prayer and making it more meaningful instead of just like, all right, like, dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for, you know? Yeah. So, that's yeah. That's awesome. So uh, you mentioned earlier finding this new church and, and your roommate's kind of introduced you to this new church and this community outside of campus. What has that been like for you? You said, you know, you grew up in a Christian home. Like faith is not something that's mm -hmm. new to you. I've known you for years and faith mm -hmm. in, in God is not something that's new, but there was this shift that happened where you made the decision, like the conscious decision to get plugged into the local church and, and actually like dig in there. What has that been like for you? Um, what have you... Uh, on top of obviously the prayer, which is just awesome. Like I want to give your pastor a high five. Like it's amazing. <laughs> but what have, what else have you noticed in your life as you have made this decision to kind of dive in and, and build this community with the church? It's kind of a new thing for me because I'm not really sure why I've never, it's kind of been something I've always been confused on with myself is I've never really had a desire to like go to small group or like get involved just with my church which sounds kind of bad but I just have <laughs> never I don't really know why I've never had a desire to do that and I've kind of been upset with myself for never wanting to do that and I've just recently started trying to get more involved in but I think it's given me like I feel, feel like the bible says like surround yourself with uh, like a community of believers and I feel like when you're on a huge campus full of you know people who are non-believers it's really cool to just be in a community where you're poured into all the time yeah. and you can just speak about like your faith and your doubts and just be completely filled up. Just like know that you have that, like know that you have a place to go, which is really cool because like growing up, I, I had that. I went to a Christian school and then like now I go to a giant university where it's not. And so like to have that has been super like to just know that I have a place where I can go not even just on Sunday has been really encouraging and I'm really thankful for that you mentioned Egypt earlier and so for people <laughs> yes. listening at home uh, that's actually how Kate and I met um, I have had the opportunity to go to Egypt guess seven times uh, taking a team mm -hmm. again this summer will be my eighth time in Egypt and so I was in whoop. Egypt uh, mm -hmm. when I did, was she that whooped. a whoop she whooped what, what? was that a whoop 
Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, that was excited. Yeah. That was, that was a whoop. Uh, We'll take it. Um, but that's, yeah. So that's where I met you. Um, you know, tell me why, like, why do you keep going back? What's so special about Egypt for you? Oh man. I talk about this forever, but I won't. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) we got time. I just love the ministry in Egypt. I love the relationships that we get to continue. It's not just a one-time thing where you go and like, don't get me wrong. I think all mission trips are great. Like where you go and you serve, but I love how we get to go and we get to like pour into people and they pour into us. And then we get to continue those relationships year round and how I get to go back and I get to continue them more and more each year. And I get to grow older and, mature with like the campers and the staff and just to continue to like love on them and show them Jesus and for them to show me Jesus in return is so rewarding and I literally feel the presence of the Lord there when I am there like I can't even describe it and like the relationships like that I build with the like the team that we go from America is like everything about it is there's no I could not say one bad thing (laughs) well that's good that's good yeah, I think it's uh it's a really special place, which is why we keep going back. Um, Emmy mm-hmm. is planning on going back this Woo-hoo. summer, yeah, yes. um, for her second time in Egypt. But so from Texas to Egypt to Tennessee, a lot has happened in your story that has shaped who you are. Um, mm-hmm. how, what does that mean for Kate moving forward? How, who who are you becoming? Um, how are you interacting with the people around you? How have your experiences shaped how you see people or how you view the world? Who are you? Very, very heavy question. <laughs> um, I'd say I am very confident in the fact that the Lord has really cool things planned for me mm. and that if I continue to lean into him, he's going to use me. And I used to be nervous. Like if I didn't have a plan for my future and if I didn't know what I wanted to do and where I was going to move and all this stuff and what job I was going to have. But I have so much confidence. I mean, don't get me wrong. It comes and goes sometimes. Sure, sure. But I just know that he has a really cool path for me. And same goes for every person who trusts his plan and puts their life in his hands. And sometimes that's hard to believe because it's so unknown and faith is scary sometimes. But just like seeing how his promises are true has just been really cool. And I also just really feel like he's opened up my eyes to people and loving people and speaking up for people and like missions. And I don't really know what I want to do with that, obviously, but I just think that I'm excited what the Lord has for me. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, nervous. I think it's uh, it's okay and probably good that there's some nervousness in there. <laughs> yeah. I know, man. I know it's true for me, and I'm sure it's true for both of y'all as well. I, when I'm not nervous, I get a little worried. Oh um, yeah. Because it yeah. means I'm probably uh, a little too comfortable, oh, probably yeah, not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I think nervousness is actually a good sign mm-hmm. uh, when we're following Jesus, because it means that we are outside of our comfort zone and. If we're in our yeah. comfort zone, we're not in the sweet spot of what God has called us to. Uh, I'm convinced sure. of that. So, so good. So good. Okay. So before we let you go, we have a little segment where we are going to rapid fire some topics to you. And it's just you telling us your favorite things. Okay. So cue the music and Emmy, take it away. Go. Favorite animal. 
Golden Retriever. <laughs> Classic. Vacation spot. Egypt doesn't count. <laughs> Rosemary Beach, Florida. Okay. What's your favorite hobby? Photography. Favorite game? Mm. Any any card game. Okay. Favorite emoji? Uh, uh, the yellow heart. That's so random. Oh, that is super. Like okay, That's pause. Unique. That is why the yellow heart. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only heart I use. Is I when I like close my eyes and envision. <laughs> I like how much thought she put into. Oh so my good. gosh, that's amazing! The yellow heart. Oh, I love that. Okay, Best roll the music. Go. Oh god. Favorite music artist. Oh my goodness, that is so hard. Probably no. <laughs> You know there's oh, not a wrong answer, We right? won't keep you to it. If you want to change it in your future, it's okay. <laughs> okay, hosier. Oh, good one. Favorite place to shop? Target. Yes. Favorite flower? Oh, sunflower. Oh, yellow, sticking with the theme. Favorite TV show? Oh. <laughs> oh, new girl. Yes. Favorite book? Oh, redeeming love. Sounds good. Favorite dance move? Oh, I'm not a very good dancer, so probably why I like this classic kind of like switch side to side. Yes, that's where I'm at too. <laughs> as soon as you started saying that, I imagine if you, you've seen Hitch, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like keep it right the here. Basics. Keep it right here. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Oh, Christmas by far. Best. And last one, what is your favorite superhero? Um, Spider-Man. Oh, okay. I like it. Spider-Man. So if Do you, you realize how I said O oh, before I answered? Yeah. <laughs> if you, I like got excited about. <laughs> oh, Spider Man. So uh, if you could have any superhero power, what would it be? Probably be invisible. Is that a superhero power? Sure. I well, uh, if you didn't have that superhero power, could you be invisible? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't a trick no. question. No one can be invisible. <laughs> no. So that means it's a superhero power. Like, I can't just decide, okay, Emmy, you can't see me. You could. I would just think you're really weird. <laughs> yeah, so you'd want to be invisible. Okay. You'd want to be invisible. Got it. <laughs> I would choose, I'm curious what Emmy would say. I would choose teleportation because I could just instantly oh. be somewhere. And so like literally you could just be in Egypt for lunch and then be back in time for your class. Wait, and you're off the pay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I changed my mind. Teleportation? That's what's up. Yeah. What about you and me? Here's the thing. I don't know if it has to be a power, but I just want to be able to fight like Black Widow fights. Can we just be honest? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that counts. Uh, That's all I okay. Just give me that skill and we're there you okay. Go. That's very you valid. <laughs> I don't know who you need to fight, but oh, no. it's going down. <laughs> no one, just in case. Just you know? in case. Just to have that skill. <laughs> just in case. Awesome. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us today on the Story Worth Sharing podcast. It has been a pleasure. I always love catching up with you and getting to hear a little bit more of your story and some yeah. of your heart. Um, we should do this more often. <laughs> yes, but, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really am honored. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Now, we probably won't have you back on the podcast anytime soon because, like, that would just get boring and repetitive. But we still mm, could, yeah. like, talk on the phone even if we weren't <laughs> recording it. So we should do that sometime. Um, Sorry. I think I'm busy. Okay. Okay. I figured that's what was going to happen. Well, if you are listening and you have 
enjoyed listening to Kate's story, we just want to encourage you um, to share it. If it's meant something to you, if you've connected with something, share it with somebody else. Um, Because we believe Kate has a story worth sharing. That's why we brought her on. But we also believe that you have a story worth sharing. So however you're listening to this podcast, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, go ahead and hit subscribe, share it with your friends. And uh, Emmy, I guess we'll see him next time. We'll see him next time. Well, not really see and, they, and we won't even well, hear them. You know. They get to hear us next time. How about talk that? Talk to you later. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> See ya.